Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror, Freddy, Jason, Abaddon, but who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. You know, in high school, you're trying to figure out who you are, and in college, you're really trying to figure out who you are. Did I make the right choices? And also, what do I want to be in the world? How do I want the world to see me? What am I willing to do to make people take notice? And I thought I knew the limits that I would go to if I wanted to do that. And I realized that I'm wrong. This week's guest is somebody who would go even farther to get that attention. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm Adam Peacock, and this week I'm coming to you from a place that I haven't been in quite some time. I'm back at college. I'm here at a at just at a college campus, and I'm talking to college student Amelia Tulip. Amelia, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. I uh, so it is. This just takes me so back to my college experience. You must be having a ball. Um. Yes and no. Uh, sort of a mixed bag. Uh, yeah. Well, I know. Yeah, we had talked a little bit about it. I guess I just kind of get wrapped up in the nostalgia of college and it's easy for me to forget, you know, the, the, the bad stuff. So before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you majoring in and how's it been going? Um, my name is Amelia Tulip. I am a theater major. I had to take a year off Mm -hmm. right after freshman year. Um, because of some incidents, but yeah. I am back and I'm better than ever and I'm feeling really good. All right. So that pretty, that sounds pretty typical. That sounds like a pretty typical college experience. And that's great. Now let's get into the part that isn't so typical. You are, or were, I guess, the roommate of one Emily Rose. Yes. And she got a lot of attention when all of that went down. Um, so I can just walk you through it if that's. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's go through that. Cause it's, it sounded pretty brutal that like, you know, so I would love to hear it from your perspective. Right. Okay. So we got assigned to be freshman year roommates with each other and we were like, oh, that's so crazy. Cause both of our last names are flowers. And she was just like an, like, I don't know, like a history major or something stupid and boring. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to have a fun sidekick. She'll be the shy one and I'll be the extrovert. Sure. Yeah. And that seemed like the vibe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then like we're like three weeks into school. Right. And her boyfriend, Jason, is in her are like staying over in her room, which is fine. That's fine. And then all of a sudden, Emily is possessed by the devil. And I was like, mm, OK. And it yeah. was my birthday and my birthday party weekend. And everyone on campus and truly like the whole town was like, did you hear that Emily's possessed by the devil? And I was like, did you hear that I turned 19? Um, So, yeah, they did a bunch of stuff with her and um, I sort of had a meltdown and had to leave school for a year. Because Just because of the birthday thing, huh? Yeah, I sort of. I mean, OK, I, I then. Uh, then I then I got possessed by the devil. Okay, now after she did. <laughs> I mean, um, 
Yes. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I, I don't mean to invalidate what you went through, but is that really what happened, Amelia? Yeah. I mean, of course, like if the devil came in our room, then he can like come in the same room again. Like, why would he not? Yeah. Like, oh, and then I was like, oh, no, me too. I and then I was also possessed by the devil, too, in sort of the same way. Well, then that must have been really tough for you because there seemed to be no coverage of that whatsoever. So you didn't hear about it? Uh, no, I didn't, and I I wish I would have because I would have been I would have been prepared for that. So no, I I didn't hear anything about that. I really was pounding the pavement trying to get my name out there. I did some flyering. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, here's okay. This is sort of what the only thing that made a difference. Emily was born Catholic. Her parents were super religious, so yeah. they cared. My parents are atheists. And they they laughed at me and said I didn't give they didn't give a shit and that I need to stop asking for so much attention and to knock it off. I think that's what my father said exactly was knock it off. Yeah, I mean that's t- you know because I guess I do understand where you're coming from a little bit. I went to school with a kid whose house exploded uh, from a <laughs> gas leak and nobody was hurt thankfully, oh. but everybody felt really bad for him, you know. And I did kind of get that feeling, Amelia, that there was hey I'm doing stuff too. You know, I don't know why Eric needs to get all the attention. Right. Oh, he's so lucky. Did he get new toys? Well, I think they I think they got a new house. I think the insurance was very good. In fact, I think it was a very nice new house that they got. That's so cool. I bet everyone at school was looking at him. I mean, yeah, a lot of hugged him. I think some did. I think I think a lot of people made fun of him. Yeah, (laughs) it was. Yeah, he, he definitely got a lot of attention, but. I, I can understand where that comes from, I, you know, and I think that must have been tough having your parents tell you to knock it off because you're just looking for somebody who can understand you. Yeah. And my mother called it like a pattern of behavior because these kind of coincidences have been happening my whole life. Like my uh, my neighbor, Kelly, broke her arm and then the next day I broke my arm and my mom was like, Amelia, what the hell are you doing? This is toilet paper wrapped around your arm. You didn't break your arm. And I was like, people will sign the cast, mother, and mm-hmm. things will get better. So she calls it a pattern of behavior. And I I call it a coincidence. I mean, yeah. You know, you you break your arm when you're young. Those kinds of things happen all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the theater would be a great outlet for you, though, because you're up on stage and, you know, you're playing to big houses and everybody kind of is focused in on you. So I think that's a great career for you to go into. Hmm. Are you implying that I like attention? No, no, no. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying that if that was something that you did like, you could you could be great at the theater. Interesting. I I mean, some people accused me of acting when I was possessed, very really possessed by the devil. And I was like, I've only done semester one of acting. How would I be good enough? And they were like, no, we're not implying that you're a good actress. We're implying that you're pretending is what they said. That's how it's tough when people don't believe you. You know, you're you feel like you're kind of screaming into a vacuum. Right. And I technically didn't get a a full exorcism done on me. So I probably the devil is still here with us now. You're st- you're still possessed by the devil then. Yes, I could. And at any moment, and this is what I told my professors, at any moment, if I get any sort of negative feedback or I'm bored, that's usually when the devil comes out. I don't know if you had an opportunity to do this, but did you ever talk to Emily about any of this? I feel like, I mean, maybe a conversation could have helped and she might have been receptive to that. 
Yeah, I mean, it seemed like we were going through kind of different things. She was sort of like, can you help me get away from my super religious family? And I was sort of like, can you get me in there? Can you I, let's throw my hat into the ring? Can we get this priest's number? Because yeah. I wanted a whole exorcism. That would have been pretty cool. So you but, took the year off. How? What mm-hmm. did you do in that year? How did you collect yourself? You know, you, you're because you seem to have gotten back to a place where you're ready to come back. What What was that journey like for you? Um, well, I went to another school and tried it all again, hoping for different results. I thought maybe doing it in a different pool would help, but uh, it didn't. So I transferred again back to my original school. They had seen and heard about Emily on the news, and they had seen me sort of inching into frame every time she's on the news. So it didn't quite work. Well, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, just the paperwork alone, transferring colleges is not easy. Yeah, my dad told me to knock it off. He was furious. Um, they they're not happy with me all the time. My parents, but well, I mean, then I tell them like, "You should be happy with me, or the devil's gonna come out." I think that's sort of the one of the nice things about getting older is that you get to you get to see your parents not just as these almighty you know never never wrong entities and just see them for people, you know. Yeah, they've never from. been possessed so. They don't even know the power I hold. Have you ever been possessed? I know I, I I have not. No, not to my knowledge. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's wild. Is it wild? All, mm-hmm. Well, I imagine that must be that must have an effect on your social life, right? I mean, making friends must be tough to get close to somebody, or you know, going out in public or anything like that. Yeah. Well. A lot of people don't like it when I am possessed by the devil in public, but sometimes if the crowd's big enough around me, I'm like, it's this is it is what it is. Um, I had a boyfriend, but he did not think it was cool because anytime we got into a fight or I did something wrong or mm-hmm. like I forgot to show up to a date, I I would tell him it was the devil, and he would tell me I was being obtuse and ridiculous. That's so, so that's so judge up. that's so uh. Oh, what an ass. He he would say you were being obtuse. That's so pretentious. I know. I think that he might be possessed because he sucks. I miss him so much, though. And I, I every time I see him on campus, I pretend that the devil, I mean, I, I get the devil comes out. You know, I would say give it time. You know, just give it time. You guys might get back together and you might not. You might find somebody who you like even more who will accept yeah. the devil inside of you. I'm hoping that the exposure from this will make him miss me and then we can sort of pick up where we left off. So do you have any big theater plans coming up? I know every year they do one big play. At least they did at my school. Is that how it works here? And if mm-hmm. if that is, what are, you, what are you guys doing? It must be exciting. And guess what they're doing this year? You won't believe it. We're doing I- the Crucible. <laughs> and if I don't get Abigail... I bet the devil, the devil inside me really loves theater and yeah. really wants to be Abigail. And if the devil doesn't get cast as Abigail, I'm gonna, I don't know. The devil's gonna make your life kind of crazy, professor theater teacher. God, well, I mean, I I love the crucible. I I, I would love to come see it, but again, you know, I'm I'm here by myself and I don't really know anybody except you on this campus. So I could get you a comp. <laughs> and if you know anyone from like the local paper who does um, glowing reviews, if you could bring them as a plus one, that would. Be you know what? I do have a friend who works for the Detroit Free Press. I could maybe reach out to her and see if uh, 
see if she could do something. Yeah, have her fly in. Have her fly in, I think, for a college production of The Crucible. I think she'd really love it. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what, Amelia, I'm I'm so I'm excited for the Crucible. And you know what? Forget about that guy; he doesn't get it. Your parents will come around, and I'm sure you're going to nail the lead of Arthur Miller's The Crucible. I think so too. Oh wait, okay, hold on. the The cast list just got posted. Oh, okay. Hold on, it's on email. Hold on, they're emailing it to us. This is a very exciting. <laughs> you're going to hear me get the lead. <laughs> oh, okay, this is great. See. Scrolling, scrolling, mm-hmm. scrolling. Okay, I don't see my name. That's, I mean, is it that might be like an understudy list or something? Okay, I don't see it on the understudy list either. And I'm scrolling. Amelia, because of your recent and ongoing behavior, we don't feel comfortable having you be. Oh. Oh, no. I feel the devil coming. Oh, you know what? Well, then, uh, okay. I tell you what. Oh, no. no. I am the devil. I am the devil. Well, we lost her. We had Amelia Tulip here. Now it's the devil. But Amelia, Amelia, if you're in there, (laughs) if you're in there, thank you so much for coming by. I am the devil. God is terrible. I am the devil. Take my picture. Take my picture. Start filming it. I am the devil. Here, wait. Unlock your phone. Unlock your phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. It's 18. Okay. There we go. That That's a good one. All right. Well, we got to take a break, but I'm going to be back with a friend podcaster here to keep it a minute. We'll be right back. Thanks, Amelia. Devil, devil, devil. Hey, neighbors. Adam here. Have you been enjoying My Neighbors Are Dead? Well, there are two quick and easy ways you can show your support that only take a second. First, leave us a rating and review in your podcast player of choice. That can be anything from talking about a recent episode to suggesting a film for a future guest. And two, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss future episodes. It helps you, it helps us, and it helps new folks find the podcast. Thanks, and now back to the show. Why did you pick this movie? That's a great question. Um, So I'm not a huge horror fan. Mm -hmm. Um... Because I get really bad nightmares. So to set myself up for success, I try to avoid the genre. But when I was like 14 to 19, I ignored that part of myself. And Mm -hmm. I went to go see a lot of horror movies in theaters. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I was like, what's one that I saw in that weird time? Like I remember seeing in theaters that maybe not a lot of people think about. And then I went to that movie in the eighth grade with like a boy girl group. And I had bought a new outfit for it. Though, and yeah. I was like, this is going to be a really flirty vibe. And then we get there and it's the worst vibe ever of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so disturbing and terrible. <laughs> and it just took the wind out of my sails. So that was my yeah. experience with that. You said you saw it in theaters as well? I did. I When it when it first came out, uh, I, I, again, having to watch those those catch up videos. I was like, Oh, right. And you said it earlier, like, right. Laura Linney's in this. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I love her, but great. Um, I had a, we, we did a boy girl movie party to Titanic. <gasps> I see. That's a way better vibe though. Yeah. I, I, it was fun to watch a bunch of like 16 year old guys pretend to be sad because all the girls were <laughs> sad. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we can pretend to feel the emotion that they're feeling next to us when he's dying on that door or whatever. Um, at least that movie's romantic. This was just bad. Yeah. This was a misguided choice. The um, were you, are you a big like exorcist person? 
I don't know. How do you know. feel about this genre of horror? This one the devil stuff really felt really preachy. Like they were trying to, they wanted you to come around on on God's side at the end of this movie. I feel like, yeah. And they're not Which subtle. Is such about a weird it. take. <laughs> yeah. Have you done? Have you read anything about the actual woman that this is based off of? Yeah, which is what makes this movie so fucked up that they decided yeah. to do this is because it was one of like a case of really psycho religious parents who were not giving their daughter like the mental help health help that she needed. And uh, she ended up passing away, which is so crazy. And then they were like in the movie, they were like, it could be a God thing or it could be a science thing. We'll never know. Like, what a weird take. Yeah, That's I think horrible. it's the extreme physical and mental abuse from her insanely religious parents it's so crazy i, can't I watched believe her, i heard something that her mom used to make her sleep on the on a hardwood floor do you have you heard this thing in the winter time they she used to make the kids sleep on a hardwood floor with no blanket because of some you have to suffer for uh for someone else to be atoned of their sins or something like that some weird fucked up like abusive shit to do to a kid what a fucking nightmare yeah and i so, cannot believe that like tom wilkinson was like i'm sort of a good guy i'm a priest in this and you're sort of <laughs> i'm the protagonist and sympathetic and you're like yeah. uh oh wait a minute me a priest with no medical training told this girl <laughs> to stop taking her medication <laughs> and i'm a good guy so hey, so crazy you all abused these children and nobody went to jail for it this movie must have been PG-13. Hold on. I would on. imagine so, right? I have the... Uh... Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yes. It's PG-13. PG-13. Felt like it an R to me. It did? Yeah. It oh, was made no. for $19 million. It made $145.2 million. What? That's a win. <laughs> That's a win for God. That's How is this movie not in the zeitgeist more if it made that much money? I don't know. Do you like what do you where do you fall on actual exorcism? Do you think they're real or do you think it's all BS? Oh, I think it's all BS. I think yeah. definitely at that point there must be some sort of survival thing that people yeah. are going through. Um I have a friend that actually had an exorcism done on him because he Whoa. has hyper religious parents. And you he does not stand by that as a practice at all. Um, obviously, because it is pretty traumatizing. I yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how much you want to share, but that sounds wildly intense. Yeah, I think it's like, it's more of a modern and well, no, like it's a, it happens way more now than I think we even realize. It's like, a, it hasn't, I, I, when you picture an exorcism, you picture like 60 years ago, but right, I think yeah. it's, just, it's happening. How old was your friend when, when he did it? I think maybe 14 or 15. Oh, my God. So he was older. like Yeah. Just like a preteen being oh a preteen. And they were like, this is not, this is pretty scary. I was watching, reading up on this actual woman whose name is, um, God, what's her? I can't think of the woman's name. That's terrible. Uh, Amelia Michelle. Michelle, I think. Uh, I worked as for a year as an EMT. And I saw like the clips they had of her. I would see patients like that, you know, and they're going through whatever, you know, medical procedure they're going through. But it's like 
you get that mindset of like, no, she's not like this woman's being abused by these people, <laughs> you know, like yeah. get her, get her help. How did no one have like an alarm bell go off being like, hey, maybe we should call child pro- protective services and get her the hell out of here. So I think scary. the 50s and 60s in Germany were just maybe a little different. Yeah. And it's also the, I feel like in terms of movies, that the early 2000s were a time where they didn't care ethically about what they were putting out and why yeah. and when. I mean, it really is a big just promotion for God. Yeah. Which... Laura Linney turns down a partnership at her firm because she's a believer now. <laughs> she threw that away is a so crazy. She throws away a promising law career because of one case. Uh, I think I ended up watching this movie again at a sleepover, and we did a double feature of this and the skeleton key. And then I was like, I want to go home. <laughs> I want to get the hell out of here. This is such a bad vibe. That's a good that's a good double feature, though. Yeah, I mean, it's like some mid-2000s nonsense. Where did you grow up? What? Uh, where you, where's home? I grew up in Massachusetts, so very spooky. Lots yeah, of I was horror movies say, taking place. You must have had like, that. yeah, like any like local haunts in your neighborhood, any haunted houses or legends of your hometown? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, well, we, the oldest church, oldest still running church in America is from my hometown. Um, wow. And so there's some old buildings and uh, the main street of the town, it's called Hingham, has houses that were made in like early 1700s. Mm-hmm. And those basements, you think you know a scary basement no, until you really? go into a house like that. Oh, my God. Horrible. Like, really scary. And everyone was much shorter in the 1700s. So it's literally like crawling through a scary, scary cave. Um, and I, and obviously, like, Salem, Massachusetts. Has right, yeah. A, a I got just when you it. said the church, my, the church in my hometown, uh, Cabrini, there were these huge panes of glass that were lit up by orange lights. And I remember, I think as a kid, we used to go up there because somebody said you could see the devil if you looked at it from a certain <laughs> angle. And like so, so many stupid nights out in the field across the street from the church. trying to Like, like squint and be like, yeah, I'd actually I th- love to. I think I see it, dude. Uh, uh, there was also a what's it called georgia island georgia's island georgia's island there's an island that has like a war bunker castle on it whoa and uh for whatever reason i and i had seen it there's like this lady in black that you apparently you can see from far away it's whatever the shadows are doing but yeah. if you use binoculars it looks like a woman is pacing on whoa. top of the building it's just some lady who's cold and scared and needs help <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we're like, ooh, spooky. And ooh, she's look like, at please the, help me. Look at the monster. I'm just hungry. Uh, I had yeah. a question for yes. you. When I was thinking about that double feature of Skeleton Key and The Exorcism of Emily Rose, I was thinking about <laughs> how bad horror movies were in that time. What decade of horror movies do you think is the strongest? Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm a mark for the uh, for the crappy ones, like in the the, the era that you're talking about. I love, yeah. I mean, I love the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of fun and like a lot of fun, good stuff. I mean, but 90s, are, I mean, I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know. I think maybe now. I was like, maybe from like 2015 to now, there's been a lot of good ones. I think I have little out. connections to each, you know, like as a kid seeing a bunch of horror movie VHS boxes. 
And then as you know, being a teenager doing exactly what you were talking about, like going to a spooky movie with a group of kids from school, you know, like the, what do you call it? Urban legend and scream and all that stuff. Do you have a favorite? I'm sure people ask you that every single time. No, I'm a Mark. Halloween's my favorite just because Mm -hmm. of when I saw it. The kid in my neighborhood used to have the tapes and he would sort of like dare, not even, I would kind of just dare myself to go there and watch him. And I just, you know, I wanted to blame him and be like, he bullied me into doing it, but I I did it myself. So just because of that. testing yourself. Yeah. What about you? Is there one that sticks out for you, but not being a, a fan? Or a huge um, forehead. I loved the movie The Orphanage. Yeah. The Spanish movie. I don't know. Is that technically a horror? Probably. Sure. Really yeah, scary. We'll that was really good. Um, That's my favorite scary movie, I think. I think I worked at Blockbuster when that came out. Yeah, I can imagine the cover of it. I'm yeah. sure that you. The Ring messed me up so bad. Yeah. I think that if I could like sue a movie, I would sue The Ring. I didn't sleep for two days after I saw that and I fell asleep in the shower. My mom was like, Aaron's been in the shower for four hours and I was <laughs> sound asleep standing up <laughs> with shampoo <laughs> in my hair. <laughs> and then she was like, you watched The Ring, didn't you? And I was like, I'm sorry, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was, I've said it on here before, but I was working at a different video store when that movie came out and I saw it and I had to work that night. And when you turned off all the lights in the video store from the counter, there was a TV that we would play movies on. So I'm, end of the night I close it up and I'm doing the credit cards and I'm just like looking up at that TV and hurrying up and trying to get the hell out. It was, that was very scary. And that one's PG 13 too. Yeah. That horse really got what for when it fell off the boat. I'll tell you. (laughs) Oh no. You couldn't pay me to watch that again. Well, buddy, thank you so much for doing this. I'm a fan. This is such a great like airplane. Yes. Uh, podcast to listen to. That's where I, I, I save them up for when I'm flying. And it's That's the awesome. best. Well, please come back and, and do another one, Aaron. Yeah, would, oh, would love to. Anytime. Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself, Nate DeFort, and Ryan Countshouse, with editing done by Nate DeFort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case, with additional music by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by James Mulholland. And as always, we want to give a very special thank you to our old pal, Mark Nashon. I want to give a big thanks to Aaron Keefe for coming by and playing Amelia Tulip. Aaron is the host of the Hey Riddle Riddle podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show and you want to support us, go to www.patreon.com slash my neighbors are dead, where you can find new weekly bonus content only available to our Patreon patrons. If you have yet to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so now. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at my neighbors are dead and on Twitter at my dead neighbors. Stop by, give us a follow and share your favorite episodes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.